Hey people, what's going on? Welcome back to the channel. Hope you're well and in good health. Okay, right now we're looking at a cost of living crisis article by The Guardian. It's talking about UK workers will be worse off in 2024 than in 2019, which is basically a warning that's been shot off by the Resolution Foundation. So let's take a look and dive in. So it says here, UK workers' living standards will flatline next year, leaving them on track to be 4% worse off heading into the next election than they were in 2019, according to a leading think tank, which is basically the Resolution Foundation. So as you're aware, you know, we've seen various elements happening over the last few years with the pandemic and also, you know, inflation issues, the economy, you know, all these type of mini recessions and what's going on right now. And a lot of companies have closed down, but the Resolution Foundation are basically stating that in their research, which looks at low to middle income households that, you know, never in living memory have families got so much poorer of the course of a parliament. And in 2024, there's probably going to be a general election that's going to be taking place in the UK. So higher mortgage rates, steep tax rises, and basically a stagnant economy, you know, with all the issues like Brexit and other things that have impacted it, means that UK workers were on track before an expected election next year to suffer the worst fall in income over a five-year period since the 1950s. That's like a period of over 70 years. Adam Collett, the organization's principal economist, said that stable incomes basically next year will be a relief for many households. But the bad news is our living standards outlook is still quite dire, with overall stagnation and further income falls on the way for less well-off Households, so that's probably the most poorest in society. Okay, in a separate study, economic stagnation next year will be compounded by slowing exports to Europe and the rest of the world, following a decline in global trade and unique barriers caused by Brexit, red tape, and all this bureaucracy. So, obviously, we know what kind of impact Brexit has had on the UK. So, you can see here the British Chambers of Commerce said in its quarterly economic forecast that the UK has avoided recession this year, but with a number of economic indicators now flashing red. And the next couple of years, basically, there's going to be low growth. And this is the issue, really. So, again, analysts at this foundation said that the income of typical working-age households were on cost to be 4% lower in 2024-2025 than they were in 2019-2020. Obviously, that's considerably worse than 1% income fall recorded between 2005-2006 and 2010-2011. and 2011. Now, the report itself looked at comparable UK data going back to the middle of the 20th century, right? While some important elements of economic data you know, are basically improving, with inflation halving, falling from a peak of 11.1% last year to 6.8% uh, you know, a couple of months ago, Bank of England is likely to halt its interest rate rising cycle within a few months, which is going to be a relief for some individuals who have mortgages, for example, on properties and those renting properties and so on. And then a rise in tax bills and restricted government finances will limit the recovery. Inflation just as gross pay is expected to rise by 2.9% on average over the course of Parliament, but frozen tax thresholds mean that for the typical employee, Post-tax pay will rise by just 0.6% in real terms over this period. The think tanks also noted 
some big winners during the election year, with a saving boom stemming from the sharp rise in interest rates. You know, better off pensioners with savings and no mortgage would gain the most after a rise in total gain gross income from interest on savings, you know, to about 90 billion next year. Obviously, younger people, younger families, couples are not likely to see that same kind of, you know, uh, you know, we're being well off in that sense. So equivalent to more than 3,000 households on average, up from 5 billion in 2021, 2022. And obviously that's pensioners that are looking to benefit the most. The bulk of the savings will forward go to the tenth of households with the most savings, giving them about 20 grand each on average, while the half of households with the lowest savings will receive about 100 each typically. Obviously you can see a massive difference there. Households where people age 65 74 are expected to gain six times as much as, uh, you know, from the same boom on average than those who are age 35 and under, like I just mentioned. So mainly younger people are on the receiving end and they're not likely to benefit as much. And the number of people living in absolute poverty calculated below 60% uh, of the 2010-11 medium income adjusted for inflation was projected to rise by 300,000 next year, reaching 12 million in 2024 and 2025. Now, British Chamber of Commerce also, you know, talking about a modest upgrade to the forecast growth rate of the UK economy this year, which has been overshadowed by steep falls in business investment and weakening exports, limiting growth to between 1% and 0 over the following two years, which is worrying. Now, David Barrier, the business lobby group's head of research, said small and medium-sized firms will basically be struggling to rebuild confidence following three years of economic shocks and prolonged inf inflation, skill shortages and new trade bodies with the EU have had basically a climate of little no hope. So you can see all these different elements coming together has caused a lot of problems for SMEs, small businesses here in the UK. But I don't think it's just the UK, you know, across Europe and other parts of the world as well. So you can see a rapidly increasing proportion of SMEs also now worried about interest rates which have dramatically raised borrowing costs in many cases. So a lot of companies are going to suffer in terms of accessing finance, which is affordable. Now, with further trade barriers looming, leading to high import costs and tightness in the labour market persisting, it's difficult to see how large-scale investment will be unlocked. Government needs to you know, basically liaise with businesses and start to build a clear strategy and pathway to try and tackle this. Okay, people, I hope you enjoyed this video. Please do like, share, subscribe. Comment below, let us know what you think. Catch you in the next one.